you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Goff communicating at the line of scrimmage. Now settles in behind Sullivan. Again, from the seven, first down and goal. He turns right shoulder, gives to Gurley, bounces it right side. Ten, five, corner, Gurley pylon. Gurley touchdown for the 12th consecutive regular season game. It's a new franchise record. Gurley goes in, and it's 7-6 with 6-0-4 to go in the first. Great design by Coach McVeigh. You put Robert Woods inside of Tyler Higby. You have him reach through and get on the safety. You force the other safety to try to chase Todd from the backside as he's running right, breaks the tackle, and dives in the end zone and uses his speed. Speed kills in this league, especially when you're that big and your offensive line is that good. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. The legs of Todd Gurley, the voice of Maurice Jones-Drew and his pal J.B. Long. You heard it there. Autumn 2018. Will Todd Gurley run like that? Will Maurice get the opportunity to celebrate number 30 from the Los Angeles Rams in 2019, looking like he did last year in what could have been an MVP season pretty much into the early mm, parts of December? Never. Could have been. No, no. Could have been. Well, let you, know me, why, you know why he'll never win an MVP? Why? Because he doesn't have he doesn't play the quarterback position. Oh, stop it. They, they, they will periodically give it to someone else. And as I've told you before, and I'll tell you again now, if Antonio Brown hadn't gotten hurt against the Patriots early in that game, and the Steelers had instead won it. He would have been your 2017 MVP. Didn't work out that way. Anyway, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We're over the moon because you just heard his voice. Our old pal is back from an all too brief four what, weeks. spring break. Kind of I mean, thing? I don't even know if it's four weeks. It might have been like 28 days. You were working less when you were a pro football player. Anyway, no it's our pal Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> You want to hear the whole thing, Maurice? No. No? Okay. That, 
That's uh, enough. That's enough. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, By the good. way, um, speaking of young running backs, uh, Devin Singletary, mm, uh, draft I pick. I like him. Do you? Very elusive. From the Buffalo Bills uh, is going to kibitz with us in just a few here. Looking forward to catching up with him and see how he figures into what uh, is going to be a crowded backfield up in Buffalo this season. The closest thing to Shady McCoy that we had in the draft. Now I guess to learn from Shady McCoy. Shady and Frank Gore. Ooh. Too much competition for a kid there. There's no way you would cut a third round draft pick, right? No, he's going to definitely play. He I plays. hate to put that out there. And no, no. I mean, only only time only time you cut a draft like pick a lot, is if yeah. they just can't play. Not if they the competition levels too high. Like if you see him making plays, then yeah. But I mean, I've seen guys. I mean, they, I think there's a, a old rumor like Joe Gibbs cut a second round pick. But it was because he couldn't play. It wasn't because of anything else. It just he was just a bad player. Then. At the draft, I uh, I shared a laugh with T.J. Hawkinson and said, "Wouldn't Ooh. it be funny?" I said, "He said, look, I got to work hard and make sure I make the team." And I said, "Well, you're a first round pick, man. Yeah. I don't I don't think you're much jeopardy of missing out on you're, making you're the in team." Detroit, so you know they do some crazy things did, up there with the, the new people. I did laugh, and then he kind of like stopped laughing at some point when I'm like, "It would be funny." If you were the first guy to get cut as a first round draft pick, he disagreed. No, I, I think, he, I mean, if he did, I would tell the Jags to go pick him up and make it happen. Yeah, I know. You know what? I haven't seen you since the draft. And that was one of the things that I was sure was going to happen based on you saying uh, Jags taking TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. That would have been a, that would have been a, a, a wise pick as far as. Well, well it, it's tough when Josh Allen and a lot of people had him as the number two prospect on your, on their board to fall to you at seven. Um, this draft kind of looks a lot like the draft that, the Jags had when they were able to get Jalen Ramsey, then Miles Jack. Mm-hmm. You know, you get two top ten picks, first and second round. All of a sudden, he'll be good to go. Um, and I was excited. I mean, there a lot of people question the linebacker pick from Murray State, but when you watch his tape, he flies around. And a lot of people that I've talked to throughout the, it's funny I can say this now. My first year, I couldn't say like I talked to all these people, but now like I'm talking to all these different scouts and coaches. A lot of people had him higher on the board, and, and he plays well. He plays hard, and he's an athletic linebacker that they like. Um, and so yeah, there. I mean. Hey, I'm excited to see what they can do. Nick I, Foles. I, well, I want to, th- you know what, as a matter of fact, that is, by, by the way, met Josh Allen, and uh, it's important that you know I found him to be a delightful young fellow. Oh, he has to be a dog, though. Does he have a dog in him? I think he's got that in him. I think okay. I, I get a did sense. You see, could you feel it? I did because what you you get distracted by oh what a nice guy with his uh, with his little girl and right. all that kind of stuff but I think because of his little girl he knows he has to flip the switch Ooh. you understand he knows he's playing for more than just himself exactly. her well being too now what about those Jags I have a lot of things I want to kibitz with you about it's been let's, so let's, long let's since go. I'm I've ready. seen you but go ahead and weigh in on that since you started down the path of the Jaguars and the AFC South I contend that all four teams have dynamite defenses. And the Jags got swept up in rightly, and wow, that Jalen Ramsey on down. This Boy, this is a generationally great defense. The problem is the other three teams in the division also have great defenses now, too. Well, they're pretty good. We're some good ones. And so now it's all about having a couple of guys on offense that are going to make a couple of splash plays. And I don't think to, to win those tight ball games, those, you know, those 17, 10 kind of games, 17, 13 type games. And I feel like the Texans and I feel like the Colts are better positioned to do that well, than the Titans uh, and you guys. are. What, what I'll say is, is that last year I felt like the Jags defense got the raw end of the stick because they were on the field the whole time. Mm. And you were getting so many three and outs offensively. Um, they made some adjustments, obviously a new OC, new quarterback, um, you know, but I, I think the biggest issue is Leonard Fournette, and he has to be healthy. And you went out and got Raquel Armstead from Temple, which is a, pretty much a clone of uh, of Leonard Fournette. So mm. 
uh, which which they should have been trying to get for a while. You need multiple big backs like that. If you're going to run downhill, you need multiple guys to come and do those type of things. Um, it's going to be a competition deal as well. But Nick Foles can make those timely throws. And I think that's important to go and get Terrell Pryor in free agency and pick him up another big receiver because that's what that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Those are, those are like, you, like certain people just have certain guys they, they like you, you obviously they go tight in out of San Jose state. Um, Oliver who will be that, you know, Zach Ertz type of guy for them, but you build around the quarterback. Cause you don't, I don't need the quarterback to win the game and do 70 throws in Jacksonville. I just need you to make two or three. I know, but it seems like so much, you know, the reason that you were touting Hawkinson to the Jags was because Nick Foles leaned heavy on those tight ends. Right. It made all the sense in the world to do that. Well, and they still got a guy. I think, I think, I think uh, Oliver out of San Jose state is definitely, uh, he's a bigger target and he's more similar to Zach Ertz than he is to TJ Hawkinson. Right. And Zach Ertz, didn't block. He wasn't a blocker. He was just a big receiver mm-hmm. out there that could run routes across the middle because he has an 80 numbers on her. He was classified tight end. You put a, a linebacker on him or safety. He took advantage of it. Uh, and they needed to find their Alshon Jeffrey kind of guy. And that'll be Terrell Pryor. And I think if they can, you know, run the ball well, um, if, if they can move the chains, that Nick Foles will put him in position like he did in Philly. I mean, some of those throws, I mean, he wasn't making great throws the whole time, but in a timely situation, he made the, he made the plays to, to get him out of the field, to mm-hmm. kick a field goal or score a touchdown. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's misremembering right. recent history to say Nick Foles was some champion of of oh. uh, throwing the football all over. In, in that Super Bowl against the Patriots, he was. No, he was on fire. But, but for the most part, he'll make two or right, three timely throws, and with that type of defense, that's what you want. And then you add another pass rusher to that defense. Um, I, I think I, to me, this would be the year Like you always talk about it. You're always a year removed. Right. Right. I think this is the year that you should be talking about the Jags, but no one's talking about them. And I think this is when they bounce back. I just I'm the Colts, though, man, they're so loaded. I think that's the story. It's not the Browns. Everybody's talking about the Browns this year and everything in the AFC. I think the team is the Colts, the circle. Well, I mean, are they going to beat the Chiefs? I feel like That's we don't know with them, yeah. and I also think that this that this thing that Patrick Mahomes is going to come somewhere close to repeating what he did last year, maybe he will, but it, if the defense is, in fact, a little bit better, then he's going to spend less time on the field. He's going to be in fewer shootouts. Right. Ergo, he's going to put up, um, you know, but, but not, if, not like he's going to get worse. He's if, just not going to have the, the opportunity. defense is better, to Mahomes is going to be dangerous. You think so? Oh. Eh? I mean, that, well, that, when he could give you two or three splash plays, and you have a defense, that's oh, a scary proposition right. to to play against. You know, it is, and then you know his athletic ability. And the one thing I do like about Mahomes is he tries to throw from the pocket. He allows the athletic ability to come to him. He doesn't try to force it. Maurice, okay, let, uh, listen. We have so much to talk about. We don't have that much time before we uh, before we dial up uh, Devin Singletary here. First, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. It was I I, I assume you trust that, that you agree it was a disappointment too. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was disappointed. Bad season, right? Not not just no. Even I the just, last I don't episode. even think the bad the season was bad. I just think the the way it ended was bad. Like everything was all hunky dory. Like. Jon Snow should have fought Grey Worm. First of all, I love the way that they That's they right. burned uh, Varys. You, he gotta go. Okay, I'm not. I have no. Yeah, I have he no has to go. If that. you're trying to take me out from in my camp, you gotta go. Um, and she kept her word. She told him like, if you if you try to, I will. And he was like, well, then that's what we're gonna have to do if when it gets to that point. Well, guess what? We did it. I don't like to see let Tyrion like talk to Jon Snow and all, like no, no, Tyrion, your head is cut off. I've won. I'm burning everything down and we're going to rebuild in my image. And then I don't like the way Jon Snow just killed her. And then Drogon didn't do anything to him. It's kind of like two. But the other thing is, Bran, of all the people, it's like when you go through an entire baseball season and you're like, who won the World Series? The the Florida Marlins. You're like, eh, 
Really? That's right. The whole thing, it all built up to that. There, there, there are some rumors that say that Bran is the one like behind it. Um, but I, I, well, then I they should have told. They I should have told that story. Why are we going to indulge that right. when they couldn't indulge us with an extra six or so episodes? That's what we needed. Or, or extra season two. Yeah, that's what we really could have had. Spaghetti is still sore about it. Back yeah, then. he should be. They, they just really what it comes down to is they should have had the extra episodes, seasons, uh, extra episodes in season seven and extra from season eight. You add those, you could add more parts to make the characters' path seem more logical. Exactly. And then, and then, I, cause I'm ultimately okay kind of with how stuff stuff ended i wish the path was different i wish that hey i've moved had on i've right. moved on to the shy now well, on they're, showtime they're the already shy. Uh, oh, oh i, oh, it's I a read great that. series is it what's great it about series. but maurice they're already they're already recording they're already filming uh, the prequel the prequel and i'm gonna yeah. watch that yeah because I, I, I owe i owe that to game of thrones mm. i was so invested i'm gonna watch that but right now like when you like when you do that like like if i have a girlfriend and then all of a sudden you just like snake me like, I'm just gonna move on to the next. Now they're yeah. trusting. Yeah, yeah. Now, now so I, maybe your sister, right? The prequel. Maybe I talk to your sister, but we can't never do this anymore. That's right. Yeah, I'll give you now. You know what? I would have given you two episodes at minimum with the prequels. Now you get 20 minutes. Oh, and you better win me in those first 20. Yeah, good. it's a good story. It'll be good. It's supposed to be the. I like it. I can't wait. You're not to be trusted, Spaghetti. George you told us this, this well, Game of Thrones was going to end well too, and it didn't. George <sighs> was more involved in the prequel. George R. R. Martin. Well, the st- they, they and also they are like getting paid for Star Wars too, so they were trying to hurt and finish this and focus on Star yeah, Wars. Next up, Maurice Todd Gurley. I yes. mentioned him. Yes. Ian Rappaport, Rap Sheet, our colleague Eddie Spaghetti. What did he say earlier in the week exactly about Todd Gurley? And it gave me no pleasure to read it, but it did it did validate what I have been saying since that Super Bowl to you and Dan Orlovsky and anybody else. Will Blackman agreed with me. A lot of people disagreed. Matt Money Smith that I, I said, Todd Gurley's just plainly not right. And Belichick and Flores, if no one else get, has figured this out, clearly they have because they are not at all scared about what Gurley is going to do to them in this game. They, they they completely ignored the play action, and we saw the mm-hmm. result that uh, that it yielded there. What did Rap Sheet say this week? He said uh, Todd Gurley's days is a straight-up every-down bell cow are probably over just based on his knee, his age, the position, the amount of carries he's had. It's his probably age. not going to be like... Like that, which, by the way, is maybe why the Rams drafted running back in the third round, someone they really like a lot. This is a team that is clearly ready to spread the ball around. Maurice. Okay, so let me, let me, there, there's some things correct in there, and there's other things that I, I'm going to have to say, you know. Um, first of all, the knee is, a, is a, you know, it's not like the knee is a degenerative knee issue from what I'm, my understanding, mm. right? And I didn't talk to Todd about his knee. Um, I did ask him if he's healthy. He said, yeah, he's healthy. Um, this is the issue, and this is what everyone has to feel. They failed to realize what was going on. Todd was playing 70 snaps a game. There's only six people that do that on the field. The quarterback and the five offensive linemen. Most running backs don't do that. Most tight ends don't do that. Most receivers don't do that. They have people that rotate in. Um, the Rams saw that about week seven or eight. They saw like they were giving Todd the ball a ton and that he was – they wanted him to be fresh for the playoffs and that, you know, they were kind of playing Malcolm Brown a little bit more Then Malcolm Brown goes down against Detroit. And then Todd has to take over that game, which he took over that game. Now, um, he ends up taking over and he gets banged up against Philly. They go out and get CJ Anderson and they're the whole pro the whole premise of them not playing him in those last two games was that so he could be fresh for the playoffs. That was the only thing. Mm-hmm. Now people are going to say his knee and this and that, he was explosive against the Cowboys. We failed to realize he had 13 or 14 carries for 130 yards and a touchdown. And look, 
amazing when he was running. So the knee wasn't an issue there. Okay, he plays horrible against the Saints. And he said that. He just was off. It was an off day for him. Then we get to the Super Bowl. He had two of the longest runs in the Super Bowl. He only carried the ball four times in the first half. I understand. So, and so, in the second half, the one that got negated that got, yeah, by right. the hold. So, but it wasn't. But he didn't look bad. He just didn't get those opportunities. And this is what I. And this is what I want. But that everyone you can to understand. understand why I would yeah, look I, at that yes. and see. Oh, look, the Patriots aren't I can, scared about I can, Gurley. Why I can would understand anybody? that? But this is this is the key. So from that point, Todd Gurley and Sean McVay. And I'm going to say that on air um, this week. Mm-hmm. They they. After the season, they You're sat doing down. Doing it and, right now, Maurice. Yeah, but I'm going to say it just so I'm giving it to you first. Okay, that's what I'm telling. Thank you, thank you. So, Todd Gurley and Sean McVay and their staff sat down, right, with his person he trains with in the offseason in L.A. They all got together. They put together a plan, and the plan was: there's no reason for Todd to be doing OTAs right now. I need Todd in December, November, October. September, I need him to be Todd as fast as we can go. So how can we do that? One, we want to, you know, limit his, you know, ability to be just running and cutting for no reason in OTAs. That's done. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, two, draft another back that we can put in. So now we have three backs up and not two backs. Remember, the Rams only carried two backs on their active roster. So Todd played every down. There's no other running back that did it. James Conner didn't do it. Um Ezekiel Elliott didn't do it. He had guys rotating in with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Lev Bell didn't do it. I think was- it's why Levy and Bell ultimately wanted out of Pittsburgh yeah. is he thought over usage. This right. is good damaging me so, long term and my ability and, to and, make and money. And the Rams term. is they invested a lot of money in the top, so they don't want to overuse him. Right. They want to make sure that he's explosive all the time. So the whole term of Bell Cow, that's not what the game is anymore. It's not the, the Jerome Bettises of the world and the Curtis Martins of the world. Guys, you just give the ball Because why, though? Be, uh, it's, <clears throat> because you, the game's I, about explosiveness. You are really uh, one half of one of the more dynamic 21st century two-back systems right. there with Fred Taylor. But it, it it does kind of go against what the rhetoric, at least. like Dopes like me have for, have for a long time said, oh, guy's got to get in a rhythm. He's got to no, get 25 no, no. touches a, no, to get no, into no, the no. rhythm. See, that's, that's not that's, You're saying that's not true. That's, that's done now because of the what high school does and what colleges do. It's all about being explosive. And so the Rams want Todd Gurley to be explosive as much as he is in week one as he is in week 20 in the Super Bowl. And so they don't want to have to give him a break for two or three weeks, you know, to get him going. Like, they don't want to do that. They want to make sure that he can play the whole season being explosive. And so that was the reason they went and drafted Daryl Henderson. That's the reason they brought back Malcolm Brown. That's the reason that they're doing all these plans, right? So even McVay said it, like, I want to say earlier this week, like, Todd's not doing anything in OTAs in the offseason, and then he'll do a little bit, you know, going forward in the training camp, and then we'll ramp him up in training camp, but he won't play in preseason games because our goal is to make sure that Todd is as fresh as he can be all the way up throughout the season. And so where you have other coaches like Adam Gase is like, I need Le'Veon Bell there. Like, no, bro. Like, what is Le'Veon going to What is he going to do for you right now in OTAs? I know. It's a nothing. bad look. He's not going to do nothing for you. Tom Brady doesn't go to the Patriots stuff. I understand, we but it's a different situation. A guy it's hasn't not. played football in, in more than a year now. It's a new team. But I so, get that. So this is my thing. How I would guys, wring my hands a little bit, too. How many guys get hurt in OTAs? I don't, and I, you can't, like, the, let's look at the Chargers. The Chargers had to have Hunter never, I would never, if I had a player who I valued and I were the head coach, they would not play all of August. I right. would, it just it makes zero we'll sense. We'll practice a little bit. When the games start to matter, then you'll see the yeah, field. And, Maybe and you'll play one and, series. And that's what Sean McVay is doing, and he's ahead of his time with this. And so the beautiful thing about it is it's not just Todd Gurley that has this type of custom plan. Eric Weddle has it. 
Jared Goff has it. Andrew Whitworth, everyone has it. It's all, listen, it's all sort of advanced coaching, very 21st century, all that. But is there, the the other thing, there not is, to be a conspiracy There's theory, nothing. Like, why doesn't Todd Gurley say, why didn't I get the ball more? If that were, if that's, if all this is true, it's a little weird that this, in, in an age of big egos and I can win the game for our team and all that. Why didn't Todd Gurley say, if you would have given me the ball 10 more times, we win that well, game. They, they handle their business in-house there. They don't all do right. a lot of stuff in the media. And I think that's it. That's important because you do have a lot of uh, personalities that are there that they have. And those guys all believe that if you have an issue, handle it in-house, right? If you notice at the end of the season, Todd didn't really talk, which tells you a lot because he probably would have said some stuff that we'd be using now. I know. CJ Anderson of, said a couple of sideways right. things that but made you think, what's but, this? So wait, what's the story? Now? But, but instead of doing that, Todd was like, it's better for the team for me not to say how I'm feeling mm-hmm. right now. And so I'd rather not talk. And that's important because they have a culture of keeping that stuff in house. And Sean McVay is doing a great job of taking care of his guys. And so, you know, it's, it's funny, like everyone talks about Todd, but they, they really talk about like Eric Weddle has a situation where his family lives in San Diego, what I found out. And so he travels back and forth. So there's some practice he may not be at because guess what? Bill going to swing by in his bus and pick Weddle up. No, on the I, way think, up to I think he has a, a bus or something that he does too, but but I mean, like there's, there's everyone has their own thing. And so I get it. There's a lot of stuff about Todd Gurley. I'm not concerned about them because they want to make sure that when they do give Todd the ball, it's explosive. It's not like, you know, the Detroit game or it's not like the the, uh, the Broncos game where we have to give him the ball 70 times to win a game. No, we want to have two and three guys that we can spread around so that he always can be explosive and still be that Todd Gurley, the reason we paid him all that money. Well, listen, I like Todd Gurley on a personal level. He's a funny guy. He's a oh, nice dude. fella. And, uh, and to self-validate, when watching him at Georgia, I said – that's the running back of the generation. That's the guy to get. And he has proven when right to be the, the best, whatever, however you want to gauge best running back. He's the best home run hitter among well, running backs and even in the game. The thing about it, two years ago, I mean, they ran him crazy too, yeah. right? And it was just like, you can't, it's hard to give a, and again, this is a, the Le'Veon Bell situation. It's hard for a running back to get the ball 350 times, 300 times. 350 times, or in Lev Bell cases, 400, 400, and then a third 400 and expect me to be what I was before I got the first 400. The, the like shelf life of a running yeah. back is different. Even the all-time greats, the three I always hold up are Eric Dickerson, O.J. Simpson, and uh, there's one, uh, Earl Campbell. Each of those guys, all-time greats, they had about five-year windows, yeah. and then it just falls off a cliff. For yeah, them. it's because you get the ball 70 right. times. You're getting the ball, you know, and back then you're getting the ball 30-plus times a game. Right now you're not getting that. You're getting touches. And you just want to make sure that when you get those touches that they're high. Well, the Rams are, uh, whatever they do this season, leaves them at best in second place because, as I've said before, and I will say you're crazy. The 49ers are going to win. You're crazy. The Niners are, they got a lot of stuff. Unless Jimmy G ain't for real. And that may be the case. I'm just saying, but everybody's pretty high. Tom, listen, if Bill Belichick, like this guy, if he assessed him to be a special quarterback and then Kyle Shanahan, who is also a QB whisperer says, yes, this is the guy we want. Then that's enough for me. Can I tell you, I'm going to tell you what a coach once told me. And and this is comes true. And I tell all my Niner friends, my boys that are Niner fans this. You know, the number one ability, Eddie Spaghetti, you know what it is? Health. Availability. All right. It's cute. Jimmy G ain't played a full season yet, so I don't know what he That's is. That's fair. How, how, how am I going to say he's something when he hasn't finished his season yet? You played four games for the Patriots. You, you, in the four games, you get hurt in two and a half. I'm an optimist, okay? Maurice. My then glass is back, half full. Then you come back and you play the six games for the Niners after they trade you. 
right? But you sat on the bench for the first couple of weeks. Then you get your first chance to start. And when they started, they were like one and three or something. It wasn't like they were lighting, lighting it up. And then you're out for the season. So I don't even know what I'm getting from Jimmy G right now. It's all over the place. I just want to make sure before you put all that out there, because you put your name on it. I did put and my name on it. Check name we'll is see. important. That's fine. It's you like, know why? It's, it's not like a Stark name, you know, but it's it's up there. It's, Let me tell you it's, it's something, Maurice, but it's You invoked it a few minutes ago. When everybody is on board with a team, it means it's a year away. Right. Everybody was on board with Jimmy G's 49ers in 2018. I said, this ain't their year. 2019 will well, be. But remember, Howie Jimmy's coming off that injury, though. It's I get different. it. Now he's got uh, Tevin Coleman. I like yeah, that addition That's a great there. addition. Yeah, I like what they have going. That defense is going to be stout. Um, you mentioned we, we talk about Levy and Bell. I, you know, in 2018, you did a lot of uh, a, a great inside stuff with 26. I, did, he, did he not come out and say everything that we talked about? Exactly. And okay. people have pushed back, and yeah, it's ridiculous. Right. And you you got it right throughout. Which And by the way, what Maurice Jones drew, because some snarky, smarty fellas out there say, well, he didn't do what Maurice said. No, no. Maurice told us exactly not what he thought Levy and Bell should do. What he thought he said, what was going on in Levy and Bell's head at any given moment. That's what he was telling you. And what I think now is we have some distance from it. I feel a little bit bad for Levy and Bell. I know you don't because you, you got paid and so fine. I feel bad for him that he waits this whole thing out. He, you know, I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing this for all running backs. Yeah. I'm doing this He's for the sport a- and everything. And then Adam Gase repays him by saying, like, yeah, I wouldn't have paid him that. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so, so it's so funny when, like, Adam Gase says that. And, and a lot of coaches don't really get it, but he, he, he says that. But. I mean, that's pretty foolish. It is, because the, all I heard was Adam Gase is, like, begging Le'Veon to come to practice. Well, well, if you didn't want him, why are you begging him to come to practice, right? Like, just, if you wouldn't have paid him that, if you didn't think he was worth it, then why are you texting him nonstop, or why are you guys communicating? Because you see Le'Veon say, like, me and the coach have talked to him. Why are y'all talking then? Mm-hmm. Like, just be honest and say, listen, and I get it, because you're, you know, you're doing the, the, the political thing with McCagney and all that stuff that's going on over there, but... Now you now this is but all who's on you. left. I know. And who's even left, though, to disprove that if Gay says that's not true? That's right. not true. I mean, of course, we we're looking for the best deal. But of course, we're excited about 26. That's all he had to say. Why would he have to yeah. be uh, about this one? He had to be so honest. Yeah. <laughs> Why just, would you do I, that? I don't you know, again, I, I it concerns me sometimes when coaches speak out and they they always tell players, you know, be careful what you say. You know, you know, anything you can say can be used against you. How about, though, on a practical level, for Levy and Bell, given his running style, much ballyhoo, oh, so patient, so patient. If you pursue him um, behind the line of scrimmage, with that, it lends itself to catching him before he even reaches the line of scrimmage. And you see the Patriots doing that from the backside some. The Jets' offensive line is going to be lousy. It it doesn't figure to be it. I, I thought that, I mean, I mean, so this is this is the Lecce assembly is going to fix everything. No, for no, no. Maybe I'm, he I'm will. Not, I'm not saying he will. I don't I mean, I think they're going to change their running style to kind of what what Pittsburgh did with the whole down and around schemes. Those are those are really good for them. Um, the gap schemes, what we call it, where guys are blocking down, guys are pulling. Um, but let's remember, Pittsburgh lost their line coach, too. I, and that is what and no one talks about that. Like, yes, they you're right. Do. No, they don't. They, they always came say up every, on the last show, Marie. I, well, listen, Shaq, I've been trying to listen to all the podcasts I can, mm-hmm. but I didn't hear that. OK, all I'm saying is I don't know what I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I, I hope he plays well. Um, I hope that he helps develop Sam Darnold. I hope that he he rushes for a thousand yards or how many yards everyone expects him doing. He has it and they go to the playoffs. I hope all that happens. 
But like we say before, like this is a business and, and the stuff, the business part has now been handled. So now he can focus on being the best player he could be on the field. And let's see if he, he does. I completely get it with some distance. I can. And in fact, I understood it at the time from your perspective and, and ergo from 26's perspective that he felt like, man, you're giving me so many carries this year. And now this year, too, this has to stop because I have no value week, week on the was, other side. Except, but the other but the bottom line is and there's just no way around this, really. He would have made more money if he would have signed with Pittsburgh. At the end of the day, no, he would have made Shaq, more money. Shaq, hold he would have, he would have, he would have gotten stop. paid that money. No, but the, but the Steelers the, pay that money out the guys. But the contract that the Steelers are saying that they offered, they didn't offer that to him. Now, that's what I'm trying uh, to tell you. Like, like it, so if if I'm going to make myself look good, I'm not going to tell the truth on what I offered. I'm going to I'm going to make it bigger. So I'm going to say, you know what? I, me and Shaq hung out, and I paid for a tab. The tab might have been 150 bucks. I may say, you know what? The tab was 600 bucks. Shaq was having a great time. I didn't tell him though. I just he didn't even it. say thank yeah, you. Right. I could do that. Right. Well, then you're going to take my, you're going to take my side of the story. Interesting. And so I, I just think, oh, and, and then there's, you know, there's, I have no ability gonna, to disprove that yeah, here, but no one does. And so all we can do is go off of what Pittsburgh said they offered, right? Which Unless Adam Gay should have said exactly. <laughs> that never happened. That's a lie. It, I didn't say I didn't want Levy and Bell for that price. But I, I think again, when you go back to it, you know, and, and this is the, cause uh, this is my one deal with, with Le'Veon Bell and Pittsburgh. I, I felt like it ended. It should have never, it should have never gotten to that point. Period. You knew Le'Veon Bell was a talent, and this is why I say to all NFL teams, if you know a guy's a talent, negotiate earlier. Because guess what? On the front end, the yeah. Rams, this is what the Rams, listen to what the Rams did. The Rams with Todd Gurley, they're going to be, yeah, on the front end, they're hurt, right? You're you, you paying Todd Gurley a lot of money, but on the back end, I get it, you're Marie. getting a steal. I, you know, I, I, I know this is uh, now settled history at this point, but just for the last time, he... They did it with had, AB. I know, but he... Twice. Right. But Antonio Brown wasn't uh, hadn't had multiple injuries at that point. Levy and Bell was sitting down for stretches from injury. Yeah. He got suspended. It was more of a crapshoot. You I, I can see where you they were coming get, from. But I also think they were. I also do think, although then they offered him that money that was for the relative long term. Right. I could see if I were Levy and Bell thinking, man, they're just using me up and there's not going to be anything left of me right. by 2019. Although then they did offer him the money, so that kind of uh, offsets so the point I say. just made. Okay, you're saying uh, that that's I, I, just I, can't know, I just don't know if they, they offered him that or not. Quickly, yes. triple option. Can it work in the NFL? It sounds like that's what Baltimore is doing. Now they're meeting with Paul Johnson from Georgia Tech and Are Navy who just, who just killed teams. Even if you played Navy and defeated them, that if up. you look at the next week's results, it was sort of like the Seahawks at the height of their defensive powers. The next week, those teams really had a hard time because yeah. they were so physically beaten up. It, but is that fine? Whatever that amounts to, if you're the Ravens, can the Ravens survive? Can you win 11 games playing that kind of ball? I think I think you're going to be the outlier. And that means, yes, uh, because it is teams, an interesting. Because now all of a sudden, teams have to prepare for right. something they've never seen before. Um at the end of the day, in the NFL, you have to be able to throw from the pocket, though. And that's because of the, the talented of the de- defenses. That's because um, the the skill of the defensive linemen. You, wanna, you have to be able to protect your quarterback. The one thing about Lamar Jackson, and, and one of my good friends is their special teams coach, and he says, like, Lamar is a phenomenal threat. He's a weapon. He's a guy that he can throw the ball, and they're doing better throwing the ball. They're just trying to find ways to utilize his threats. They may put a little triple option in there. I don't think there'll be a whole triple option. I think, you know, they brought in the old Louisville coaches to kind of go off of what they do there. They're just trying to figure out a way to, to maximize 
his ability. Maybe he's not. So, okay, fine. So maybe he's not a 12-year QB for you. Maybe he's But do you win like a, a Super Bowl because no years. one can prepare for it? Yeah, like. I completely agree. My whole life, I've pined for a team in the NFL, and we've seen shades of it in the last, uh, you know, eight, ten years. But to go out there and run a true wishbone or oh. something like that would be the most. Uh, and people always say, oh, it's too fast out there. That's why you can't get away with it, and the QB would get hurt. Okay, the second part, I don't know. And I, I guess there's enough evidence that uh, QB's going to get banged up if he runs around enough. But the but the first part, it, it's t- too much speed. Well, how many guys out there are going to be as fast as Lamar Jackson? One and two. Tighter hashes is not a small matter. You have more room yeah, to run. more space on the outside. If you, if you have those tight pro hashes, you're going to have the ability to get to the edge and a lot of room to roam it when you get space. out there. That's what people like. The game of football is played in space now. Right. So, so if, I have the, if I'm running the triple option, I create more space with my quarterback on the outside running that, that runs a 4-2 or 3 or whatever it may be. Like, Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what their offense looks like because they've tripled down on this thing, getting the Penn State quarterback and RG3. Mm-hmm. That's like, right. They have. They're like, we're all in on this, and we're gonna do. But it, let's remember too, when they won their Super Bowl, they were a run-heavy team, and Joe Flacco made some timely throws. Yeah, they went away from the run in the. Uh, but right, as you always like to point out. Yeah. They were, um, you know, the, the it was Ray Rice that that's that was the that was X the factor that was the Jenga piece of yeah. that Super Bowl team uh, of that Super Bowl offense at least not well Anquan Bolden loomed large in that postseason run too. Last thing, Maurice, I'm so excited you'll be back. We'll get to talk to you yes. maybe next week or the week after that. But la- I want to hear about your dubs. Your uh, yeah, I'm uh, concerned right now with the dubs, but we'll talk about it. Okay, we'll see what happens with them. Katie I, should be back though soon yeah why well, he's gotta go he got he got no choice him confirmed and clay. out for game four clay, confirmed what about out clay? already Clay's in oh you know clay was going clay's gonna go for 80 clay said he wanted to play game three the team wouldn't let him but he's good for game four but uh kd confirmed out for i don't know anything four. about athletic moves but it does seem to me that even fat dave would not you know knows enough that if i had a bad hamstring or a bad groin that basketball is not a good sport Durant's for that cap. defensively yeah, but cap, no know, i know but so, hey if you're clay like how are you defending anybody but, but clay with that but clay, reacting to people he'll be that. fine i mean he, he's played through injuries my thing with kd is and i told people this when he got hurt. My son hurt his calf, and he was he's what ten now, and it took him like a month to get back. Like I mean, and that's young body with ice. I'm not. We're not doing all the crazy stuff the Warriors are doing with KD medical wise, but still, like that's a young kid hurting his calf, and it, and it hurt him. He felt it for a month, and it still sometimes it comes back. It comes back. Like you got to let that thing heal completely. I like that you like to talk stuff with opposing fans. You love oh, yeah. to announce that you own the dome in Indianapolis. You then oh, did you see you what I did? You see? Uh, I don't know. One of my good friends, uh, her name is Mona, in, in Toronto, I met her with our, our pal Ike, and uh, that was one of Ike's friends that I met. We went to Toronto one time, and uh, we were talking trash on her Instagram. It was pretty funny. And a lot of Toronto fans been talking crazy to me lately. I like it. Well, I was going to say, has any fan ever responded to your trash talk by touching you the way the, the part the owner did? minority owner did to, no. to uh, Kyle Lowry? That's crazy. Basketball stuff. is a different is a different sport though it's, because you're you're they're they're there like football. There's no way you could put. They better there. settle that stuff down. I mean, Monica Sellis is obviously the most grievous act by a fan out there. But the one, which one is that? The one that got stabbed in? I think it was in France. Was it? Was it at the French? Nah, whatever it was. The journey. I whatever. Really. Turn yeah, that was like 20 years or so ago. You don't remember? You're probably no. too young. But anyway, yeah, that stuff with the White Sox. Remember when those two, the father and son were drunk and they ran out and they tackled the uh, first base coach and stuff? That's a, we're going to hand on this. Society's crazy. getting a little, the, the combo 
uh, vanity and narcissism with, you know, uh, the ability to get in there and have something dangerous in your hands and stuff. Uh, get a, well, first of all, this, this the is more the you problem. Know. You're, you're the part, you're the, you're, you know, you're an investor or whatever they may call them of the warriors. What are you doing? That, well, you could tell player, it I? wasn't so much touching him. It's the look he shot yeah. to Kyle Lowley. Like, what are you doing? Like, um, I'm playing a game right now. What are you, what are you and, and touching it's me It's funny. For? LeBron did a, he like showed the thing and he wrote a big thing about it. And, and he is exactly right. If Kyle Lowry would have just jumped on that man and started beating him up, Kyle Lowry would be just, he'd be the worst person ever. Boy, he's you're at work. Yeah. An he's old white work. guy with a bloody right. face he's and everything. Right. work. Right. So imagine if we're at work right now and someone just comes out and just starts acting like, what, what am I supposed to do? I'll like, defend I, you yeah, in just, that, in that specific, well, I'll, I'll take them out. But, but I'm just saying like, what are you supposed to do as a player? You're in a competitive environment. Your, your juices are flowing. Your testosterone's high. And then you, you, you're, you're doing arguably the greatest play in basketball. Everyone practices it when they're kids, like diving out of bounds mm-hmm. and hitting the ball back and you land on some people and the guy shoves you. Like he's lucky that Kyle Lowry had enough uh, awareness to not like just snap and grab the guy by his throat. Well, you're right. I wish we could go on about Let's that. Devin Singletary is coming up. I really want, but I really Let's want just do to, this last one. Real what the two girlfriends? No. Well, yeah, that too. That's it. I wish. Well, I, we'll I save that for next week. I'm I want you to get the, 26 on the show. I'm Tell talk- them we won't get, we won't bring up two girlfriends, but I want to hear how it's going up there. I, I just, what, what about Marcus may a car? I don't know. Would you ever do that? No, <laughs> I, I wore 32. I was 21 my whole life. Got to Jacksonville. Um, Terry Cousins wanted like a bunch of money. I was like, come on, T Cuz. I was like, I'll, I'll wear 32 and I'll, I'll do all right with it. We him. have a lot to discuss this offseason with Maurice. And I'll, I'll be, be around. Be catching up with him in the meantime. Thanks, Maurice. Right now, outside Studio 66 on the phone line, the third round draft pick of the Buffalo Bills, Devin Singletary coming up. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. Here he is, everybody, the third round draft pick of the Buffalo Bills. And all of a sudden, what could be a prominent member of a very crowded Buffalo Bills backfield all the way from FAU to Buffalo, New York. It's Devin Singletary. What's happening, man? Not much. How you doing now? Well, I'm doing fine. Not as well as you. I'm not an NFL football player as of 2019. So how's it going so far? What's different? People have to ask what's different. I know, obviously, you haven't played any games yet. You've only been practicing a few times now. Nevertheless, it begs the question, what do you see uh, in the NFL game versus college so far? You know, just, you know, uh, it's a lot of talented, you know, people like you're not the most talented on the field, Um, you know, uh, the pace is faster, and uh, you know, and you out there with some with some cool man. But uh, overall, I feel I've been adjusting well, and you know, uh, just been enjoying the process. Is it weird though, because uh, you know you've been a star for the last you know ten years at least. You've been the best player on every football field that you've stepped on, pretty much for like I say for a decade. Is that a trip to you? Do you have to check your ego in some level to be like, wow? All of a sudden, I'm not the man, and in fact, I might not even be the in the top forty men on the, on this right. roster right now. Um, no, I, I don't have to check my ego because I I don't feel I ever really had like a you know crazy ego, but um, you know it just, it just lets you know you know you got to come to work every day, 
you know, you can't be slacking. You know, you got to be ready to go to work and, and don't get comfortable. Um, who who have you been uh, yapping with uh, in that uh, running back group there? Obviously, Frank Gore and Shady McCoy, two of the best to do it this century. Um, what have those guys told you about the NFL that uh, you've been able to – it's not like quarterback where they can right. tell you – um, you know, how to read a defense or anything. It's it's obviously such an instinctive kind of position. What have you learned, though, uh, from those guys so far? You know, they really just told me it's still football at the end of the day. You know, just, you know, stay in your playbook and, you know, uh, you know be ready to work. You know? And the rest really will take care of itself. You know, for me, you know, they really they let me know, you know that I got some talent. You know, they can see that. Just, just keep working and the rest will take take care of yourself so you go from fau boca raton florida all the way to buffalo new york pretty much the same kind of town i'm guessing oh wait no the exact opposite i'm thinking <laughs> all right um yeah it's, it's different but um it's, it's you know boca wasn't like a, a big big town so you know that that's the same um but the weather's different you know it's, it's not as hot um and i don't have any um no beaches around here to go hmm. to so um, I've been I've been adjusting pretty well, you know. I, I like it, you know. We, we got great fans, you know. We got a great facility, and we got a great team. So uh, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the season and, and training camp, to be honest. Now, Devin, listen, you and I don't know each other, but I, right. I still will appreciate the no jive uh, policy that we have in effect here on the show. Are, okay. you, are you a little worried about December? Are you a little worried about playing in 15 degrees? Have you ever been in weather like that? Um, no, the coldest game I ever played in was about 20 degrees, but I'm not worried at all, to be honest, because, you know, um, we've got a few guys from Florida on the team, and I feel like if they can play in it, I can play in it. So, uh, you know, that's that's just my attitude towards it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all about how your attitude towards things, so. That's right. You know, I'm, and you've, I'm really just embracing it. Well, know, like, you, like you say, every, every guy I talk to, I bring up the weather to everybody. And I always tell guys who play in towns like Buffalo, this is a home field advantage. You should uh, be excited about it. And so many guys say exactly what you just said. You got to use it. It's a, it's a it's a mindset thing. And everybody at this point in the NFL, or it seems like almost everybody's from either Florida, Texas or California anyway. So nobody's right. really <laughs> used to playing in that kind of weather. Right. All right. Yeah, that is true. <clears throat> um, what have you have you been sampling the wings? Is that the, is that the, one of those requirements that as soon as you get drafted and they bring you up to town, they they make you sample some uh, some of the different wings around town? Yeah, so I, I only went to one spot so far. It's called Dust. Um, they definitely got some good wings. You know, I had on some of the buffalo wings, and, and they they definitely good. So. Uh, yeah, they, they get a they get an A plus on that. <laughs> I've been to Duff's and they are indeed delicious. That's nice to that, that's nice when a town is known for something and it actually the the food actually lives up to what you expect it to be. Right. Why, why though the number forty for you? That's a weird number for a running back. Although Gail Sayers wore it, so it's not too bad. Right. So I, I didn't get to pick the number, you know. So you know that's what they gave me for right now. Um, you know, that's what I'm rocking with. You know, I, I feel like the player makes the number, so that's the number that they gave me for right now. That's the number I'm going to rock with until, you know, until maybe if I, if I get a chance to change it or not, I don't know. You know, when we get to that point, we'll see what happens. So, maybe, so you're open if you feel like, all right, I'm on the roster and I'm ready to roll and I think that commands a certain uh, amount of respect that I should get to choose my number a little bit. So, that yeah. Um, yeah, if if a number comes open that I feel is 
you know, that I feel comfortable with or I feel good about. And yeah, but if not, I, I'm going to stick with 40. Well, like I say, 40 is Gail Sayers, so it's not like it has no history. But then on the other hand, it's not like there have been 20 great number 40s in the NFL. So you can kind of, you know, break out and make it your own thing. What number would you take, though, if if, if all were available to you? If all was available? Mm-hmm. Uh, something like 20, 21, or, or like a 22. Some, okay. Like okay. Yeah. Twenty was uh, was uh, Buffalo Bills great Joe Cribs way back in the day, well before you were alive. But I know who that is, yeah. um, Devin. <laughs> what about this when it comes to the Buffalo Bills? I bring this up to every guy on the Buffalo Bills. Do you know why the team is named that? Buffalo Bills. Oh, I need to learn that. That's right. You know what? Uh, well, get ready. Here's here's a crazy thing. You know, the city is obviously named after the majestic beast that used to roam the plains up there. And right. and the football team is named after Buffalo Bill Cody, who tried to kill all the Buffalo. Isn't that a weird mm. thing to name the football team then? Yeah, kind of, you know, because, you know, that's what Buffalo is about. There's a whole bunch of Buffalo in the Right. Yeah. And now we're yeah, celebrating the guy who tried to kill all the buffalo. What kind yeah. of what kind of thing is that? It's weird. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird. But hey, <laughs> if you and Josh, if you and Josh Allen put your heads together, you say like, listen, we got to fix this. We need a new, we need a new angle for uh, for going forward here. Maybe you guys would have enough juice to make that happen. Just think, I'm just I'm just planting the seed with you right now. I don't know about all that, but you know, I don't <laughs> yeah, let's get you. Let's get you uh, in the starting lineup. What would be for you, Devin? What would you consider personally success in 2019 in the NFL? You know, just getting on the field of that on special teams or in the backfield and, and making some plays, and you know, helping my team win games. If that's making tackles or whatever it may be on special teams, or you know making plays out of the backfield that's catching the ball and running the ball, you know, scoring touchdowns. You know, if, I, if I'm able to do that, um, that will be, a, you know, that definitely will be successful 2019 for me. Have uh, have there been, has McDermott or otherwise, anybody kind of gotten in your ear about what to expect in terms of playing time? And like I say, you know, with, uh, with TJ Yeldon along with uh, Gore and Shady in there, is there, is there like temper your expectations for how many touches you're going to get this coming season? No, they, they want everyone to come in and, and compete, you know, hmm. you know if, you, if you can play, you can play. So, that's, that's all it is. Um, but, hey, I got some vets, so, you know, I'm definitely here. I'm, I'm I'm like a sponge right now. I'm just taking it all in, whatever they got to see, and, you know, just paying attention. But, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, you know, I get a chance to make some plays. I'm make sure I'm ready. Well, I mean, I got to think, as I say, you've been the man for a decade now. When you go out and play football, you are the star of the team. Have you taken a moment, though? I know you want to, not you personally, but anybody wants to fit in and be cool and play it cool. And and uh, but have you taken a moment to say, wow, that's Shady McCoy. I've been watching him on TV for uh, for the better part of a decade. Frank Gore, I've watched him play in a Super Bowl. Have you have you allowed yourself that moment to say, like, these are the guys who, who uh, I'm competing with right now? Um, I don't think I had that moment, but, like, I, I definitely respect them guys. You know, like, you know, definitely remember seeing them play. You know, um, I guess you could say I, I had that moment because it is, it is, like, crazy. You know, I, I watched them when I was playing Little League. And now I'm in the same room with them. So, yeah, 
I, 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 I believe I had that moment. Oh, it's got to be a trip. And guess yeah. what? There's another one coming for you come uh, come autumn this year. At some point, you're going to look across the sideline. You're going to be like, hey, that's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick over there. Are the Bills, right. <laughs> is their buzz legitimately? I know everybody says the right thing. Does Josh Allen, does McDermott, does anybody else? Is there an, is there an actual vibe around there? Hey, you know what? We're not half bad. Maybe it's time for for the Patriots dynasty to fall back a little bit. Maybe we can actually take a run at a division title, or is it too early in 2019 for that uh, sort of talk to get going? I mean, I feel like that's that's every team's goal, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, to you know to make a run. So, you know, of course, I would say that's what you know we're working towards. But you no, know, we're only in OTAs right now. We you know we got a a little ways to go until then. So. You ever seen anybody with an arm uh, half as strong as Josh Allen? Um, I don't know. Not in person, I don't think so. Yeah, he's got – you got to, like, get in his – are you going to tell him, like, hey, Josh, it's cool that you can run a little bit, but you know what? We got four good running backs here. Why don't you just stand back there and throw, and I'll do the running for you. Let him know that. Cause, <laughs> yeah, just tell him something like, we don't want you to get hurt. That's why we don't want you to run, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know – I don't know if I'm gonna have to tell him that he, you know, he's trying to help us get wrong. So I don't know if that's gonna be the best thing. <laughs> um, and who, uh, who would you like? Is are you are you a viewer of Hard Knocks? What team do you think you'd most like to sit back while you're doing training camp, and then put your feet up at night and watch somebody else in training camp? What team appeals to you the most uh, in that regard? What team right now? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. It's us, to be honest. I don't know. <laughs> he wants the cameras. Not, you know, I'm not really – I probably won't be trying to focus on another team. Probably just be focused on us as far as I'm trying to See, go. that's a good answer. I like that answer. I didn't even – that didn't even occur to me. You see, you uh, you already are uh, a pro level with giving the good answers there. Like, I'm not here to concern myself with anyone else other than what goes on in this locker room. I love it. Um, okay, listen, Devin Singletary, what a pleasure to uh, get to know you briefly over the telephone. Love to keep in touch with you as training camp gets going and beyond and uh, and keep an eye on your career there. And in the meantime, enjoy Buffalo, New York. Um, I appreciate you guys for having me. Certainly, certainly, uh, stay healthy and uh, and go get them in uh, in uh, in August and beyond, man. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, take care. There he goes, everybody. Devin Singletary, sure to be a factor in the Buffalo Bills backfield in 2019 and beyond. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. 
It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.